Welcome to Camp Radio, a podcast production of TN Baptist Camps, the official camps and conference centers of the Tennessee Baptist Mission Board. Camp Radio, discussing trends and issues that will encourage ministries and churches in their efforts to impact people for Christ. To learn more about TN Baptist Camps, visit us at tnbaptistcamps.org. Now, today's Camp Radio. I'd like to thank you for joining us today. My name is Kevin Perich and I will be your host. Today we'll be discussing how team building can be an important element in building unity within every group within the church. We have with us today Cole Campbell. He is the camp manager at Linden Valley Baptist Conference Center. Cole, thank you for being with us today. Glad to be here, Kevin. Well, Cole, tell us a little bit about yourself. Well, like you said, my name is Cole Campbell. I'm the manager at Linden Valley Baptist Conference Center. have been for, I guess, about seven months now, but I've been here since I was 16, which was going on 11 years ago. I have the wonderful privilege to have my wife who works with me. Her name is Kazaray, and we have uh, no children yet, but we do have one dog, and his name is Rusty. So. All right. Well, tell us a little bit more about what you do at camp. Well, there's a long list that goes into that. Uh, there's food service, there's maintenance, there's, of course, activities, there's team building, um, paintball, zipline. There's a long list of things that goes into running a camp, and uh, we have a great team who, who gets to be involved in all of that with me. So. Yeah, and one of those things that you have the privilege of doing is to interacting with each of the groups, don't you? Absolutely. And, and team building is one of those things. That's one of my favorite parts. Yeah. That's well, why I got into it, a lot of it. So. Yeah. Now, now uh, Linda Valley has a specific type of course. What do you have? Um, what we have is called an Odyssey course. Now, that consists of several what we call uh, tree houses. So it's essentially a platform, and between each platform we have what we call elements. So those are the activities part of them that you go through. So you'll advance from one treetop to the next, and uh, you go up and down from 25 feet in the air to 40 feet in the air, and then you come off at the end uh, on what we call a uh, gravity zip line that is let down by auto belay system. Hmm. And you have low elements as well, right? We do. We have six low elements. And those low elements have a specific purpose, right? Yes, sir. They do. The low elements are one of my favorite parts because you're not up in the air, so it's a different feel to it. You can focus more on each other than overcoming your own fear. Now, team building, and, and that's one of our topics we're talking about today, and this is not something that everyone understands, is it? Not really. Yeah, and most of your groups, how many groups do you have come in and want to do team building have never even done anything to do with a challenge course of team building? I'd say half of the ones that come through that do it probably have no idea what they're getting into. Right. Um, a lot of them want to make it uh, what we call a pay and play, uh, which is not what our course is designed for. Uh, it's not just to get up there and have fun. There's a deeper spiritual uh, effect that comes out of that. Now, of course, we're talking about a specific course that is a uh, something that's built on your property, but team building is more than just that, right? Oh, yes, sir. Absolutely. So so tell me a little bit about team building and what uh, what's involved in that. So team building could be uh, any number of things. You probably participate in team building with people that you work with every day. Uh, but what we do is we try to hone in exactly what makes your team tick through a series of activities so that could be our high ropes course that could be the low ropes course it could be what we call prop initiatives so you can take 
prop of some sort, something that you have, and we have several that we work out of, but you can take a prop and have a game out of it and you can understand how your team works together. Or team building could be something as simple as just a conversation that involves you and your team. So you can have, <clears throat> there's things called like uh, uh, initiative games that's, yes, that's, that you can do in a, a classroom setting, right? Yes, sir. And, and what were some initiative games, example of those? One of the initiative, initiative games that I like to do is called Team Juggle. So basically all you have to have, uh, the prop that you have is a tennis ball you get in a circle, and you can do a number of different things with that tennis ball and you just throw it back and forth between the group. There are different ways you can do it. You can do it where nobody speaks unless they have the tennis ball. You can throw the tennis ball uh, and add more tennis balls in and see how fast you can get it all the way around the group. There are several different ways that you can just use simple props for team building. That's the great thing about it is that it is very dynamic in the way that you can use a number of props for, for that purpose. Right. Where did Challenge Course and team building come to existence? So if I had to go back to where it actually all began, it it began in the early 1900s with a man named Kurt Hahn. Um, Many of you may know him as the man who started Outward Bound. So Kurt believed that character development was more than just academic achievement. He believed that uh, if you went out and experienced things, that's where this term experiential learning comes from, that it goes into your character, goes into your core, and you you learn more about yourself and your environment around you by participating in things, by experiencing things. And uh, fast forward a few years, and corporate America began to catch on to to this idealism, and corporate America started using some of these team-building activities that we're talking about to uh, function better as a team. And now we use them today for youth groups, corporate events, uh, school teachers, marriage retreats, a number of different uh, avenues that we can use them on. So in practical use, uh, you can take a, uh, t- a low element team building if it's a uh, initiative game or a portable element, and you can have that within a, uh, a classroom setting or within a youth group or a, or a uh, ladies retreat or in a retreat a setting or camp setting and you began to break down walls is that right absolutely i'll never forget just an example of that i try to do some form of team building at our staff orientation every year when we get ready for summer and we had a staff member he's brilliant too smart for his own good uh, thinks that he knows better than everybody else i tried to give him the answer to one of the tricks of of how to do Uh, one of the games that we were playing and he refused to do it the way that I told him to because he thought he had a better way Mm -hmm. and when we debriefed that when we went through the results of that he realized that pride was an issue Mm -hmm. that he had in his life and he walked away from that he told me he said Cole um, I really thought this was just hippie stuff when we started but I'm I'm finding some issues in my life that I need to overcome and thank you for that well that's often that, that is a great example that I remember had a group in a, a, a camp in Alabama, and we actually, this group was, uh, this guy, college guy, had got a scholarship to be able to do this uh, summer-long camp program 
with uh, kids from the projects and they came and and we were at their last stop because they had been backpacking and they traveled across country horseback riding you name it they did it and so they spent the weekend with us and we did for two days challenge course stuff mostly low elements was funny even though they had been on this trip all this uh, this time the this is the last leg of their trip the first low element they could not work together they almost refused to do anything with each other it was as if they didn't know each other and by the end of that first day uh, it was so obvious that they began to trust each other and they because they were from different backgrounds but they were all from they all had the the commonality of of their background but they just grew up not trusting. But by, by the time they finished and when they had to rely on each other to accomplish each of these tasks, things changed. And they got to know each other and they trusted each other. And then, so it was a great experience, especially for the facilitator to be able to see that happening before your eyes. And they don't really realize themselves what's happening until the very end they, and they uh, take some time back, step back and reflect and think, wow, what have I just experienced? Yeah, and that's why that debrief at the end is so important to reflect on the experience that you just had and learn something from it. Yeah. Well, give me some examples of a team building activity. So one of my favorites, now this is one that's on our low elements, uh, our low ropes course. It's called Wild Woozy, or some of, we like to call it Wobbly Woozy. So what that actually is, um, it's two steel cables that are about a foot off the ground that are set up in a V. And if you try to walk across that cable by yourself, it's impossible. Somebody with better balance than me has to do it anyway. Mm-hmm. But when you each step onto that cable at the at the tip of that V and you put your hands on each other and lean on each other, you can walk out until your bodies are almost horizontal. Mm-hmm. So the lesson there is if you lean on each other, you can accomplish so much more than if you just try to do it by yourself and that's just one small piece of what we do with team building activities so after you do the activity everybody's been involved in the activity you take a few minutes and then you debrief yes and so what's that debrief look like so the very basics of what you go through whenever you debrief if you, is you say what what just happened uh, what did we just experience and it's very practical very easy what did we just do and then you say so what and then that is kind of where the lesson comes into it. Like, what did I learn when I did this? Where is this, uh, where is this touching me in my life personally? And then now what? So where do we take this information now? What do we do with it? Um, where do we go from here so I can apply this to my life in the future? Well, I've done some things uh, that, especially if I have a group that, that I know is not a Christian group, uh, I, I don't know uh, if there's any that are believers or not, and I'll have pictures, and I'll throw these pictures on the ground, and I'll ask everyone, have everybody participate, to pick a picture that best describes how they were feeling while they were doing this element. And so th- what that does, everybody was, is able to speak themselves and get to, to actually tell how they were feeling. And so that's one of those things that they, uh, the walls begin to break down. Sure. And then afterwards you say, well, how do you apply? How do you apply what you felt to uh, your, your group? Uh, it could be a school group. It might be a tennis team or whatever it might be. And they begin to interact and say, well, you know, sometimes I feel uh, like the oddball in the group or, uh, you know, I, I don't feel a part. And so that the, they began to just be 
be real with the, with the group. And, and by the end of that time, you know, they, they get to know each other and they begin to rely on it. Surprisingly, I, I, I know you experience this. In a group, you always have a, a leader that comes out. And so that leader, what, what happens if that leader comes out? Well, for one thing, you can identify who is the leader instantly when they come out. And then when that happens, that helps you as a leader, as, you, as the leader of this group, uh, to be able to nurture them, to be able to identify them, and to be able to uh, understand their leadership style. Mm-hmm. Uh, it brings out so many things to the surface that you can identify and work from there yeah. as the leader uh, of this youth group or whatever group right. it is. And it's neat because you have these natural leaders. Uh, oh, yeah. And they are, they are basically leading everyone. But suddenly uh, the facilitator can do some things that, takes that power away from that leader and someone who's very quiet that actually is a leader themselves they're a little intimidated rises up and they begin to lead and everybody begins to follow them it's a it's amazing to see that isn't it oh yeah uh it's amazing the potential that comes out when you allow someone else to speak up um that handicap is what you're talking about when we handicap someone uh, you're not allowed to speak anymore it changes the whole group dynamic uh, not only you may have another leader come out, you may have everybody function as a team in a different way uh, that just really shows how different members of the team who wouldn't normally speak to each other because this leader that naturally occurs uh, is just telling people what to do. It helps us to understand how this group can, can really function together as a team. So what kind of groups can do team building? Uh, anybody. Anybody that works together with somebody two people, three people, ten people, any group that functions uh, together can operate within team building. I mean, I think that we have this misconception, oh, this is just for kids, for for teenagers, Absolutely don't we? not. Uh, I, I've had marriage retreats, which were great. I've had staff retreats, which, which, which was a great activity in between while they're meeting or doing planning. If you're doing any kind of staff orientation, staff activity, and you're not doing some form of team building, then you are failing your team as a leader. I I believe that. Yeah, I think you're right. Uh, Because the whole idea of doing a staff retreat, you're trying to build, you're you're not only that you're planning, but you're working together and having that team building element breaks down the walls that you can trust each other and begin to work better with each other. So yeah, that's great. And all times different groups can do it. Now, like we said that, you have uh, team building elements, high elements uh, on the challenge course. That's that's kind of a per- permanent structure w- within our facilities, mm-hmm. but also we can have portable ones too. Sure. What what are those designed like? So I've already mentioned one example: group juggle. juggle that's as simple as uh, the tennis ball. There's another one that I like to play if it's a new group that's just learning each other. You can play one that's called Pikahu. The only thing that you need for that is a sheet or a tarp. Mm-hmm. And basically you stand that sheet up and put somebody on either side of it. And you each position yourself where hopefully you don't get seen before the other person when they drop that sheet or that tarp. Right. So whenever whoever's holding the tarp drops it, you try to identify each other and call out the other person's name. Mm-hmm. So whoever calls out the other person person's name first wins and then you just kind of cycle through and make a line and cycle people out but that's a really great one and that's just a simple activity to learn somebody's name but it builds unity within the group as you do it right and and it sounds like just a game there's more to that than just that you know one game or or activity that uh, we have 
a portable one. And, and the funny thing is, is that elementary school uh, t teachers use this a lot in their own classroom. But it's basically a large uh, parachute, and it has holes in it. And so the one we have, is, it's, it's like a, a map of the world, and it has holes in different countries. And you take a ball, and you might have 20 people around this uh, parachute, and what their goal is to take this ball and roll it in to the particular hole that's been uh, announced. So they have to work together, 20 of them, trying to get them in that one hole. And that's pretty amazing, too, to be able to see that. Uh, you would think that, that you know, kids would have a great time with it, which they do. But see, adults do it. They struggle with it as much as the oh, kids yeah. do. It's not a simple task. Now, you know, some of these things they can do by themselves and probably do fine, right? Mm -hmm. uh, like the, they, they, there's a TP shuffle that basically is a pole and you walk across it and you turn around. And you, it, but, if you, but if you add 15 people on there and you trade positions without stepping off, things change. And we have portable elements that work just like that. We can walk in on, in a just a, a classroom and lay these, uh, they're actually foam board type things like a TP shuffle and do the same concept in. So these are very simple things that you can do that you can either purchase or build these little elements or there's lots of initiative games that take very little props to do, right? Absolutely. And uh, that anybody really could do. One of my favorites is called Progressive Porcupine. And literally, all you need is a scrap piece of wood and 16, 16 penny nails. And I'm not going to go through the whole thing because it's my favorite one. And somebody who's listening may want to do it. But I've had some of the best debriefs over a scrap piece of wood and 16, 16 penny nails. Well, that's neat. Well, now, so what's the overall purpose uh, for team building, a team building exercise? That depends on the needs of the group. One of the great things about all of these exercises that we do is we can talk about what the needs of the group are and tailor them specifically to your group and its needs. One example would be if you had a group of leaders, of student leaders. I've had people come in and bring the cream of the crop within their youth group, and they really want to be able to bring them up to be a new generation of leaders um, we can tailor it so that they understand what their leadership style is and that as they identify that, they can help to nurture it in the future. Yeah. So what, as a facilitator, now say a facilitator, a facilitator by definition is one who is kind of leading the uh, activity, but they're not telling them what to do, right? Right. So the, the base in that word facilitator is facil, and facil means to make easy. So really what the facilitator does is just make this learning process, this experiential learning process, easier for the participants. So the facilitator learns something from the group. Oh, so, yeah. So what are, the, what are some just common things that a facilitator can learn? So there are several things that you can learn about your group. Now, when you say the facilitator, the facilitator could learn it. Um, if you're the leader of a youth group, let's say your youth group leader can learn this watching the facilitator and in interact with the group but you can identify leaders and I think we've already said that but always a natural leader just kind of tends to uh, come about um, you can also identify who needs more confidence and uh, also who's the Barnabas of the group who can promote confidence to other people you can often identify who you need to help understand who needs to slow down in their life a little bit in several different ways 
and the big thing is you can understand a lot more about the dynamics of the group, meaning that you can understand who interacts in what way, who plays what role in that group. And there's so much more than what I can even tell you about right now. So Yeah, so a, team, a group can experience some results from team building, uh, like for, for a youth group, some of those things you just uh, expressed. And, and uh, even those people who are involved, the participants can walk away, actually change because they've learned something about themselves, right? Absolutely. That's the goal. Or you have a leader, youth leader, pastor, or whatever, they find something they didn't realize about those who are participating, which they can go back, and how's that impact the church? Like you just said, the whole uh, goal is for somebody to realize something either about themselves or about somebody else in the group. And as uh, your participants do that, the leader can see that, and they can all go back to their church and function in a different way than they ever have. And when they go back to their church and do that, and the church sees it, that just brings a different set of uh, values to the church. So uh, say you go to a youth retreat and you bring up this leader. You realize, hey, this guy is really set to be a leader. When you go back to the youth group and this kid realizes, hey, I, I was born to be a leader, then he can go in and whenever you have uh, your youth group on Wednesday night, he may have the new confidence to lead a kid to the Lord. Uh, just because he he participated in some of these team building activities right that's good and i've even seen uh, a youth minister request us to uh to actually teach them how to witness through team team building so there's a lot of ways you can use this to impact a group that they can walk away very different than when they came so give me some examples if if i was a youth minister or a pastor or a ladies uh, leader for a ladies retreat or a deacon want to do a deacon retreat how can i implement team building within my retreat if i was planning it so the first thing you're going to do is just ask us about it hey what kind of activities do you have and we're going to talk about what the goals are for your retreat as we do that we'll come through some uh talk about some sequencing so you tell me your goals. I try to think out uh, the program that best fits those needs. And then we talk about, hey, this is what I'm thinking about doing. We're going to start with a name game. We're going to go into a low ropes uh, activity. And then we're going to end with a high ropes activity. And we're going to debrief after each of these. And these are some of my expected outcomes from each of these activities. But you never know. The great thing about this is it all comes out organic. So it's going to bring things out of the group that sometimes you expect, sometimes you don't expect it. And then as we go through those activities, we're going to say, does this sound like it meets your needs, what you're trying to accomplish at this retreat? And if yes, then that's awesome. We'll move forward with the plan. If not, then we'll rethink it and uh, kind of revisit what you're actually looking for and make sure that we understand what you need, what your group needs. Well, and, and they can easily find that probably uh, at, at uh, most camps probably have some sort of team building. I know at Carson Springs, Linda Valley has uh, challenge courses, and we have portables ones, and we can actually go to locations and do some team building for uh, groups if they if they would like to. And so, uh, and, and if you're looking for a, uh, someone else who might be able to do some for them for your retreat, then uh, you know contact people that uh, are in camping ministry, and they can help you. Well, Cole, thank you for sharing with us how team building can can really help all age groups within the church to build a closer relationship and break down barriers to really unify them for the purpose of the church. Also, thank you for listening today to our podcast. We would love to hear from you. 
If you have any questions for Cole or what we do at TM Baptist Camps, please send us an email at ccinfo at tmbaptist.org. Until next time, I hope that you will look for opportunities to start a conversation about Christ with someone you know. Thanks for listening to Camp Radio, a podcast production of TN Baptist Camps, the official camps and conference centers of the Tennessee Baptist Mission Board. This and other episodes can be downloaded from tnbaptistcamps.org. The ministries of Carson Springs and Linden Valley are supported through the cooperative program and gifts received through the Golden Offering for Tennessee Missions. For more information, visit tnbaptistcamps.org.